Hey friends, thanks for tuning in to Two Steps Forward, One Step Back. Go ahead and follow our Instagram handle at number two steps dot forward and enjoy the episode. We're not playing the video, right? We're just taking the audio from it, right? Yeah. Okay. Or New, we can do uh, video as well because we have it now. Sure, that's true. New process, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. We're figuring things out yes, just as are. much as you are as you're, yeah. you know, hopping on. Uh, this is first podcast episode back from school. So we transitioned Let's to summer and uh, we're just trying to figure out technology as we are literally all around the country. No kidding. You got, I'm down in Dallas, Texas. Luke is still up in Naperville, which is, if you guys don't know Illinois, it's the suburbs of Chicago. And then Reese is somewhere in the country. Yeah, where, where do I live, Landry? You know exactly you, where you Luke live is. In, where do I live? Yeah, yeah, you live uh, in Wisconsin. I know that. It's like yeah, somewhere, right? Oh, gosh. Um, right across the border. Yeah. over to like the left in the middle it's like low-ish area i know there's like golf courses and ponds and lakes and crap so for everyone who just heard that you now know where i live apparently those are all the details you need to know where i live yep you can go stalk his house yep oh man anyways thanks for joining in guys yeah. that was our extra extra intro um but yeah uh today we're hoping to talk about uh the i'm trying to figure out how to word this right youth to adulthood so childhood into adulthood uh it's a transition that everyone has in life everyone experiences but no one ever really like thinks about it too deeply they kind of maybe you have a few conversations with your parents about oh you're an adult now when you're graduating high school or something like that or if you have like, I don't know, when you're in puberty or something, we won't talk about puberty, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just, it's a big part of life that I think it will be really, really great to kind of process a little bit and talk through and share some of your own experiences and maybe pieces of advice you would give to someone who's either on the childhood side, the adulthood side, looking back or right in the middle phase, kind of where we are. So yeah, yeah. Um, to kind of start off the convo, Share um, some of the biggest elements of that transition. Now that we've just kind of gotten out of that childhood to adulthood transition around 18, graduating high school, um, share some of the biggest things that you learned or things that you just want to address about either the childhood side, what you're learning about the adulthood side or that transition. What do you got for us? The biggest thing that's kind of struck me is all the little details of life. That's mm-hmm. something that kind of hit me a little more than I expected. I thought transitioning into adulthood, a lot of, I, I mean, there are big things. Of course, we're going to college, we're, we're getting our first jobs, we're doing so many things there. But I feel like it's the little things that are the most unexpected. Oh, I have to make food. I have to pay attention to all these little things. Um, and so that's been the biggest, I think, growing factor for me in terms of transitioning from youth to adulthood and finding my place but yeah. yeah what about you reese i mean i'm a little bit further down the road for you than you guys because uh, i'm one year older than you um 
which is really little difference. Um, Weird flex, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm ancient. I'm ancient in this friendship. His hair is graying. Yes. Yeah, I mean, in this light, it might look like it is. (laughs) A little bit. Um, Still looks as flowy as ever. But um, for me, really, the big thing was um, it didn't come uh, when I went off to college um, because I was already doing a bunch of things where I was functioning independently in high school. Um, it's mm. like, I, when I was 16, um, I was already doing things like I was, uh, running the guest services department of the camp that I worked at, uh, for about three months, um, while I was in between bosses, um, running the entire guest services department myself, because there was just nobody else. Um, and so there were smaller things like that. And then right before I went off to college, I was, uh, again, the only person working in the guest services department and I had people working underneath me. So I was setting schedules for other people. I was living on campus. I had the phone. I was in charge of, you know, so many different things. Um, So, so many of those little elements just became part of my life um, earlier than college. You know, obviously there were still some things, um, but for me, the transition felt ridiculously smooth. It wasn't something that I was um, unacquainted with. Hmm. And I think that's one of the most interesting parts of this whole conversation is that um, it's different for everybody on drastically varying levels. Absolutely. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. You know, totally. And like uh, for a lot of people, it's a time of finding identity. And I didn't hit the whole identity crisis thing until this year. You know, so it's 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 really it's less of a at this point in time, this shift happens. It's more of a over this point in time, this shift may occur in different stages in varying elements of your life. Yeah, this is more of an introspective conversation, which is it's really neat to have something that we can discuss together and share our own personal experiences, knowing full and well that they're going to be different. And be encouraged by everyone's individual experiences. Yeah, totally. Hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. So for me, I would say um, some of the biggest things I have looking back is I would say for everyone, it's so important to look back at this because uh, something I realized is no matter what it was for you, and it's okay that it was different for each person, uh, but it's always probably, if not the most, one of the most transformative seasons of your life. Mm-hmm. When, like Reese was saying, you're figuring out who you are, what you want to do, uh, what you like, what you don't like, and kind of why you're here, why you're alive, what you're supposed to do with your life. And that's where uh, the truth of the gospel really plays a huge role for really the first point in most people's lives as believers. When you're a kid, if you've grown up in church or if, even if you haven't, mm-hmm. like if if you if you have grown up in church and you've had the gospel in your life and you've learned it growing up, it doesn't really impact you uh, the same way until you hit this transition period between childhood to adulthood. Mm -hmm. It really provides so much context to the meaning of life, your purpose in life, what you're supposed to do, what it's supposed to look like. And so two quick things that I would say that I learned is one, um, and I was talking to Luke about this just a few days ago, the fact that it's not um, we always, when we're growing up and kind of going through middle school, high school, we're like super stressed about, Oh, 
I want to glorify God with my life and I don't know what I'm supposed to do or what that's supposed to look like. We think it's like this step-by-step like plan or like these rules that God has set out. Like he's got these like little hidden Easter eggs that we have to find. There's a right step to take at the right time, the right door, and we have to find it. If we miss it, we're outside of his plan for our life. And that was something I was super stressed by because for some reason, I guess I had kind of arranged in my head that that was what it looked like to live in God's will for your life. But I really, um, the Lord met me there and spoke to me around my sophomore, junior year of high school and really opened my eyes uh, to see the reality is if we look at the great commandment and the great commission, the great commandment in, uh, I believe, well, we see it in the Old Testament, but also in Matthew, it's emphasized uh, that the great commandment is to love God above all else and to love others the way you want to be treated or love others as you would love yourself. Uh, and then we see in the great commission to go make disciples of all nations, mm-hmm. uh, baptize them and to, um, yeah, I don't, I'm blanking on how mm-hmm. it goes. Go therefore make disciples of all nations, teaching them, baptizing them in the father, son, Holy spirit. Anyway. Uh, yeah. and then it says, I'm with you. So, Bottom line, love God, love others. And so if we're doing that, we're living within God's will for our life. So it doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter what we're doing. If we're doing that to bring glory to God and to love others well in that, we're living in his plan for our life. So that was so freeing for me to realize that and to feel confident to pursue the passions, the talents, and the abilities that he's given me, knowing full well that that is his intent for me. Um, yeah. And he, he'll obviously reveal new little different things here and there, as long as we're in tune with him, like, I don't know if he calls us to a new job opportunity or, you know, to, to cultivate different new friendships and relationships, but it's never like this big do this. And if you don't do it, you're wrong, you know, yeah, something like that. So that's yeah, really totally. a big thing. Yeah. And on that note, you know, like one of the things, um, uh, there was this book uh, before I came to Moody that uh, Moody sent to me for free. Um, I can't remember the name. I think it was called Just Do Something. I think it might have been by a guy called Kevin Young. I could be wrong about the name, but I think the book title's correct. Um, but it's all about um, uh, uh, learning how to follow God's will without needing a magic fleece. Uh, you know, mm. to, like the whole Gideon situation to need a very clear, like sign from God um, uh, or like a direct audible word. Um, and a lot of it is um, a lot of what the book presents is the thought of it's less about having a clear and definitive sign for God, but rather trusting that you, that God is with you and will use you wherever you go. So long as you believe you're following, you're trusting in him and trusting that where you're going is his will. Yeah, exactly. Amen. That's good. So it's a process, you know, it's not something that happens like overnight. I think going into college, I think I've shared on here. Um, before, like going into college, I thought, Oh, I have everything planned out. I'm just going to go follow this. But throughout college, even throughout these past two semesters, my plans and what's been happening in my life has like ridiculously changed. You know, one of the things I pray at the beginning of every morning, or at least I aim to is perfectly ruin my plans Mm -hmm. because I know that I make a lot of plans and I honestly don't even want them to go perfectly. Like deep down, I want God's will to shine through. And so often I get like, oh goodness, I didn't finish this thing by 1130 today, but Mm -hmm. that wasn't God's plan. And so it's totally fine to be going 
um, and doing different things than you thought you would be doing, especially yeah. throughout college. Those things are going to change. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's a, just a good skill to have for life. You know, uh, the, one of my favorite sayings is no plan meet, uh, survives contact with the enemy. And, you know, especially for just like day to day, no, no plan you make is going to survive contact with life. That's just reality. It has nothing to do with there's an enemy. Just the enemy is circumstance, you know. Uh, it's it's yeah. just life. And you can't make a perfect plan that will succeed every day. Because that's, mm-hmm. that's not how life works. Um, mm-hmm. And learning to be adaptable is just part of adulthood. And I think that's a huge element that everyone... Uh, it's so crucial to, to understand. And it, this is outside of oh, I'm introverted. I'm extroverted. I'm, I'm a planner. I'm strict. I make plans. Oh, I'm spontaneous. I'm free spirit. I'm adventurous. It's outside of that. The reality is that life is change. And that's by God's good design. Because if without change, there's no growth. And that's a big thing that I've seen as I've transitioned through this childhood to adulthood phases. If we're stuck in a rut, if we're in the same season doing the same thing, just Day in and day out, we're not going to grow. We're not going to be challenged. We're not going to be stretched. And if we aren't stretched and challenged, then we're not going to grow. And that's God's intentional design for for us, for life, for as we live life, as we're more sanctified. If we look all throughout Scripture, we see constant growth, development, change uh, from every single person in Scripture. And so um, that's God's intent. That's a good, right thing. And so. We have to be okay with change. And then in yeah. light of that as well, and this is a big thing I've learned is, guys, it's okay to not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just let that Come sit on. in for a second. Like, we're always trying to figure God out. We're always trying to figure our own lives out, figure ourselves out. Yeah. And we, we always feel like like life is this puzzle that we have to solve. Life is this kind of algorithm that we have to learn and understand. Like, yes. God allows us to understand him more and more, but we'll never understand everything there is to know about him or ourselves. Mm, He knows the amount of hairs on our head. He knows us better than we know ourselves. So why are we wasting our life trying to figure out all of these little things that he hasn't intended for us to figure out every now and then he'll, he'll reveal things to us when it's his timing and his purpose, but it's okay to not know everything. And me, when I was in high school, I was trying to figure out, I want to know exactly what he wants me to do, where he wants me to do it, when he wants me to do it, who he wants me to do it with. He doesn't, I don't need to know that. It's for my good for me not to know that. And what a beautiful thing than for us to not know. Because if we know everything, if he just lays out the blueprint at the beginning of our life, we're six years old, he's like, all right, here's your life beginning to end. Just live it. Then what do we need God for? Yeah, You know, the reason why it's better for us to not know everything, to be okay resting in the unknown is so that we can rely on God. So we can depend on him and keep leaning on him. Okay, God, what's next? Like the best life to live is the life where we only know what the next step is. We take one step, one blind step, not knowing where we're going and just relying on him, continuing to like follow his lead step by step throughout our whole life. So that's just an encouragement to y'all. Yeah. And it's so much more fun that way too. You know, that's what I've learned, especially over these past two semesters is it's so like, it's almost like opening up a book, going to the last chapter, reading it, and then starting the entire book. That's what, if God gave us the blueprint, it would be like a good novel, a good story, a good movie, a good song, whatever it is, is 
amazing when we don't know what's coming next. Yeah. Uh, The amount of unpredictability that's going to come. And as we continue to press into the Lord, as we continue to draw near to him, we find out. Um, Again, this just came to mind, like God shines. It's almost like a, what does he say? Your word is a light unto my path. Mm. Um, it's, it's like a foot lamp, right? We only see a couple steps in front of us. We don't see the entire way before us, just the next step. And again, that gives us more joy. It allows us to live more in the moment and not worry again, like scripture says about tomorrow, because that will worry about itself. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. So another thing I wanted to, uh, really touch on was and like we have with most of our podcasts the pros and cons we all know that in this transition childhood and adulthood there's pros and there's cons and there's things that we have to look out for and be aware of as we're either even if we you know let's say you're you know well into your adult years your 30s 40s 50s retired maybe and you're listening to this podcast it's still beautiful to look back at that season and see how God has, um, has, has had used that season um, to kind of point the trajectory for your whole life. So don't feel excluded if you're listening to this and you're already past this transition season, uh, just introspect. Um, but for those of us that are still in the season or maybe heading into this season or just out of the season, um, those pros and cons, what were some of those for you? For and to clarify, like childhood, and then the, some of the cons of transitioning out of childhood. Hmm. I mean, for me, um, one of the I think with every pro there is a con, you know. So for for me, a lot of the transition from childhood to adulthood, um, there was a lot more understanding of myself, knowing a bit more of who I am and who I want to be. Um, and, uh, but with that, of course, there is the opposite effect of that, that takes time. And that's really that, that was always the biggest thing, um, is, a discovery of identity within God is, um, a process. It's not instantaneous. Um, and identity is something that we're encouraged to figure out on our own without God, like from society, we're encouraged to figure that out for ourselves, base it off of ourselves, base it off of who we want to be. And really it ultimately must come from God. Um, but that process is the ultimate, um, that's like the nearest thing I can think to um, as or think the nearest thing I can think of as far as a con goes um, uh, because while um, while I might feel more comfortable um, being myself, it was a process to get there. And so that's the only thing I can really think of as a con. I don't think of cons when it comes to that process, but maybe you guys have some other examples of things that you guys saw as cons. Yeah. Well, and I think you, you hit it on the head when you said with every pro, there is a con, you know, you think of it in terms of like wealth, you get more money, you have now a problem. What do I do with that? You get, um, if you want to go to the gym, you want to work out, you want to get more fit. You have the growing pain of having to work out and go through pain to get there. Right. So of course, growth and going through into college and, or whatever you're doing as you grow from youth to, um, adult is going to be hard and it is going to have those hardships. But like you said, I think growth 
is, is really a beautiful thing. And I would push, I would really encourage you to push yourself to get to do those things. I think it's very common yeah. as college students or as like we get out of high school to do a gap year. And I think gap years are awesome, but make sure that you push yourself to grow during those times. Cause it's very easy to just stay at home throughout an entire gap year and just do a couple courses online and mm. not do anything more than that. And yeah. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but push yourself. I have friends who are decided to just travel, going to Hawaii, going to different places around the world um, and serving and getting to learn and grow more. One of the things I haven't done much is travel. And so I'm going to Colorado this summer to a friend's wedding. And then I'm going to go down to Texas and hang out with Landry. And I've never really yeah. I've flown with yeah. like my family years ago, but I've never really gotten to travel much. And yeah. so doing stuff like that, that are just new and exciting. It's the time to do it, you know, in that transition from youth to adulthood. So yeah, that's totally. something that's been kind of the pros and cons for me. Yeah. What about you, Landry? Yeah. So for me, um, it's kind of been uh, realizing, uh, oh, so say, uh, um, a reality for me has been realizing um, that it's less about uh, this. And like we were saying earlier, this like step-by-step textbook process of transitioning from childhood to adulthood. And it's more just um, for each person that's different. It's how God develops it and uses it. I've even been talking to some of my high school friends about how the transition to college has been. And for all of us, it looks different as far as parenting goes, as far as, finances go as far as education goes and relationships it's all different and so for me personally some pros and cons of the transition have been pros I've learned more about myself I've grown as an individual I've learned how to adult I've learned that it's hard it's not easy some cons have been that I've lost relationships I've lost friendships I've lost um some of the things that I really held close and held dear. But the coolest thing is that through losing those things that I thought were my identity, I've actually gained my true identity, which is in Christ. Because if we place our identity in places and things and people, like we said, life is all about changes. That's going to change. That's going to, that's going to look different. That's going to leave. That's going to come and go. And manifest itself in different ways and mutate but god is immutable christ yeah. is our identity and that's unwavering and so i've gained that and that's a beautiful uh a beautiful pro uh as far as childhood and this was one of the main conversations that sparked this topic for this podcast i was talking to luke and we were talking about how as kids and this is kind of kind of be a segment of the podcast where we just reflect on the beauty of life's changes and kind of really uh, show the truth that change in life is good. It's beautiful. Um, but to start this part of the conversation, Luke and I were talking about how as a kid, you know, you don't have a care in the world. You're living life to the fullest. You're playing, having fun. Like you don't care about what you're going to eat. You don't care about whether you have clothes or a roof over your head. Mm-hmm. You don't care about, you know, where you need to go, what you need to do because it's all taken care of. And I think that, um, that's such a beautiful thing. But then also as a kid, you're always, at least I was, I was always just so focused on 
getting to drive or so focused on college or even high school. I remember because my, my parents are youth pastors or were youth pastors. And so I always had middle schoolers and high schoolers in my house when I was growing up fifth, you know, or five, six, seven years old. And I always thought seniors in high school were like the coolest people. Like they're so old. They're like, (laughs) like the coolest people. And so yeah, I always thought that that was so far out for me. And then I get to high school, freshman year, sophomore year. Before I know it, I'm a senior in high school. And looking back from the other side, I was like, it's crazy because it feels different than I thought it would. But as you're yeah. as a kid and as a child, I was always looking forward to driving, graduating high school. What is college going to be like? Am I going to be able to like buy my own house? Like, what is that even like having a job? Yeah, I didn't know what that was like. And it was so exciting for me. So I was, you know, living life, enjoying, having fun, just playing as a kid. Uh, But I was constantly just wanting to be older, wanting to have a job, wanting to drive a car, wanting to have a house, go to college, all these things. And I was, I wasted a lot of time just wanting to be somewhere else. And then on the flip side, once you get a job, once you, you know, have bills and taxes and, you know, college you know, classes and bills that you have to pay for debt, all of these things. uh, You're like, dang, I just wish I could be a kid again. So you're on the other side and you're just wishing to go back. And so uh, one of the biggest things that we realized is it would be so great to kind of talk about um, this so that people can realize whatever season you're in, just be there, be present. Don't worry about where you're going or wishing you could go back and being nostalgic. Like we talked about, and a few podcasts ago, just be present where you are because that's where God has you. And it has beautiful pros that you're not going to get in other seasons. So for yeah. us in singleness, in singleness right now, for me and Luke, we just got to be present in our singleness because we have a potential to be effective for ministry in a way that we never will because our time and attention and resources are undivided. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, going back to the transition, I would say um, that was a big element Um, looking back to kind of celebrate as a kid, you didn't have to worry about anything. And as an adult, you get to do all of those things. You have all of those freedoms that come with responsibility that you didn't have before. So what are some of those reflective elements for you guys? I mean, one of the things that I immediately look back on, um, and this might just be because you so directly addressed it. um, But it was the, um, the concept of when I was younger, I tended to live in the past or in the future. You know, yeah, hmm. it's, it's this, it, it, I, I did not focus on the time around me and it took me a couple of years to figure that out. And I had figured it out before I got out of high school um, just because it was such a big deal for me. Um, but one of the things that I, I came to realize was that one of the most, uh, one of the most powerful things Satan can do is try to keep you living in the past or in the future because then you're not living in the present and it's real hard for God to use you when your mind is somewhere else than where he is right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like living in the past, um, you know, one of the, one of the best ways Satan can do that is I, uh, with guilt, you know, I thinking about uh, past decisions, things you regret, things you wish you would have done better. You know, we all have that moment where we're lying in bed at night. And then one of those one of those horrible, awkward memories that you wish you could have redone is dredged up from the back of your mind. And you're like, oh, wait, hold on. Where did that come from? You know, and um, that kind of moment where the mind is so consumed with the past 
could very well also be a moment where God is trying to do something and Satan's trying to distract. Um, at the same token, living in the future, you know, there's always this, this uh, Landry, you talked about it, you know, like, okay, I can't wait to drive. I can't wait to be in high school. I can't wait to go to college. I can't wait to get a job, you know, all those different things. Um, and at the same token, you know, when you're, when you're so excited about what is to come, you forget about what is. And that's one of the things where like, there's, there's value in thinking about what is going to occur tomorrow, you know, having a plan, but then not letting that plan become what you focus on in the present. You know, like Mm -hmm. I, I know roughly what I'm going to do tomorrow, but I'm not spending every single waking moment thinking about it. I know what happened in my past, but I'm not spending every single waking moment thinking about it because I know what's really important for me right now is what's occurring right here, right now. And, and those things you're not going to get in the future. Right. You'll miss it. Exactly. You'll miss those opportunities. Right. And so that was one of the big things that like looking back at my childhood, I'm like, I, I appreciated having the moments where I was like re- uh, retroactively or I, I yeah, retroactively um, looking back on my youth. I appreciate having had the moments where I was so f- focused on the past or focused on the future, because it gives me an appreciation for this moment right now, more than I would have had without that. Hmm. That's so good. I remember, I think it was February. It was when the COVID pandemic started. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so last February. And I remember I was in, I think it was in my room and I was listening to a podcast And I was kind of annoyed because this was my senior year. This was the time when all the celebrations were about to begin. I had shows going on. I had concerts that were going to happen. I'm a performer. I do a lot of things with that and really excited for senior graduation and all these things to happen. And I just remember all of that coming to a halt. And I was listening. I can't remember if it was a podcast or a YouTube video, but I was in my room and the guy talking said something. It was a beautiful quote. And it went something like the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's greenest where you water it. And I remember it striking me so much because I was like, I need to water where I am. This Mm. needs to be watered. And so I took some time. I loved audio. And so I got into some audio production stuff with my family and me and my family shot just some fun music videos for our church, Mm. just about what it was like to be in COVID. We did like parodies of veggie tales and Uh. we did like, we all play brass instruments. So we did like covers of hymns and we went to the forest and we recorded them and we did things like that just for our church, just to keep people encouraged and to keep people filled with joy through this time or through that time. And I just remember that of being a time of living in the present of not looking back to what it was like beforehand, even though it was so easy to do that. I mean, we were locked inside of our house, we were quarantined or looking to the future to what might be next. Since there were so many things that I was hoping to come about in the summer, I had this really cool summer camp I was excited to be at that never got to happen, but um, really just living in the present moment. And so that in terms of an example is just something that I look back on and I'm like, yeah, that I was using it exactly how God wanted me to use it. And now learning all those audio production things were so helpful for coming to school in the fall and being able to help with what people were doing around campus and help people putting out EPs or singles and things like that. And just, it's been such a testament to how God uses these weird, wacky times in our lives to grow us and yeah. to keep us living in the moment. So yeah, totally. That's something for me. What about you, Landry? I think Landry already went. 
Yeah. What about? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, give us something else. Elijah. Give us something else. <laughs> give us something else. What you got for us, Luke? Are there any yeah. elements that you would want to touch on that we haven't touched on yet? Ooh. Um. Yeah. So, what what encouragement can we give to people nowadays? Um, as they're mm-hmm. maybe maybe they're older, maybe they're um not going through this adulthood. Maybe they are our age. Maybe they're before our age. What encourage can we get? Encouragement can we give to them? in going through change and in growing up? I mean, so first thing uh, to the people who are younger than us and who are about to go through this um, and the people who are our age and are going through this, you know, the number one piece of advice I would always give is diligently seek the Lord in it. You know, like there's no greater counsel you can have than the person who created you in helping figure out who you are. Ooh, you cannot find anybody better to help you figure out who you are than the person who made you who you are. Um, and so that would be my number one piece of advice. But then also, um, it's very easy when trying to figure out identity and trying to figure out who you are to just give up because it's a lot of work and it's not fun most of the time. Um, and I just want to encourage y'all. It, it's worth it. It's worth it. It pays off. It is so much better when you actually get there. Um, and so be diligent in the moment. You know, recognize where you're going, but be diligent about what you're doing right then, right there um, at any given moment. That's, that's my piece of advice. Mm. That's so good. I would say, I mean, Luke, you read my mind because I was actually, I was going to close with this, but it's better to use right now with, you know, your, the way you opened up with that question. I would say, well, first of all, for those that are younger than us right now in this transition phase uh, that are still in your childhood, maybe late childhood, early teens and stuff. My word of advice to you would be probably the first 30 minutes of this podcast but literally like um, what we talked about, about being okay, not knowing, resting in the unknown. You don't have to have everything figured out. You're not going to have everything figured out. That's okay. Uh, And then also being in the present, just watering the grass, like Luke said, where you are, Um, whether that's in your relationships, whether that's in school, guys, (laughs) school is a good thing. School is a beautiful (laughs) thing. It sucks. I know it's hard. It's frustrating. It's annoying, but yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So invest in that water, that grass. And then the word of encouragement I'd have to support that. Um, and this isn't just for childhood. Um, this is for those of you that are adults to young adults, middle adults, senior adults. Everyone just has to be present where they are. And a word of encouragement to this, I was just at, uh, it's called The Porch, but it's uh, a church down here. It's not my home church, but it's another church that has a young adults ministry. And I was there uh, Tuesday night and they were talking about in James, James five, he was talking about the fact that um, the, so instead of looking forward to all of the worldly things, when we look forward to Christ's return, it actually makes us more present in the moment. So Mm. when we are looking and hopeful to Christ's return, we're eager for that, but we know that there's work to be done here. As it says in Luke 10 too, uh, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So the pray to the God of the harvest. There's a charge there. I mean, all throughout the New Testament, it's just 
charge after charge to be present, to work, to be a part of God's mm. uh, work around the world because of what's coming. If there was nothing coming, there'd be no reason to be, there's, there'd be there would be no urgency. But yeah. when we look to Christ, whether you're in your childhood, whether you're in your adulthood, look to Christ's coming, look to his return, and then look to his charge. Again, the great commandment, the great commission, those are charged for us to be in the present, to love God, love others, share the gospel. And so that's the encouragement to be present. And then I would say, um, for those of you that have already passed this transition, uh, return to a childlike faith. Mm-hmm. I would say, you know, when you look uh, and we see the change throughout life, so many things that we had, we don't have anymore. So many things we have now we didn't have before. But one of the things that God has intended for all of his children, no matter how old you are, is to have a childlike faith. When you look, like we were saying, a child before, they, they don't have a care in the world. They don't worry about what they're going to eat. They don't worry about whether they're going to have a roof over their head. I mean, I know there are some kids that are in horrible situations because of the brokenness of the world. And I know, you know, pray for those kids. Um, but generally, when you refer to a child like faith, you think of that. They're not worried because they know that their parents will provide for them. And so... We so easily, even as young adults, us now, um, don't lose that childlike faith. Return mm. to just this full dependency on God. We're like, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow as far as my provision goes. And I don't care because I know it's coming. I know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's there. It's, it's, it's without fail every time. I know my mom is going to cook dinner tonight because she does so faithfully. And obviously that's a broken representation, but a representation nonetheless. So don't lose that. That doesn't matter if you're 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, retired. We're still God's child. And so that dependency should be fully on him. It's not up to us to to self-sustain ourselves, self-fulfill our lives, our provision. It's all up to him. Can Can I also say, also invest in the people who are younger than you. Yeah. Take that time, especially if you're older, take time to invest in the people who are in those steps before you, who That's are transitioning good. from youth to yeah. adulthood. I know so many people in my life who have been mentors to me and who have really just helped me grow, who have shared their experiences in going to college or who uh, or getting a job or of doing things like that. And I just would not be the man I am today without them. And so that's yeah. just an encouragement to you guys. And I know even now, like I'm able to encourage people who are a couple of years younger than me. I have people in my life that are 15, 16, 17 that I'm able to talk to and encourage. So I encourage all you guys to just do that. Invest in the people who are younger than you and teach them to live in the moment and to water the grass where they are. Yeah. Awesome. Does anybody else have anything to say? I think, I think so. Awesome. Well, thank you all for joining us so much this week. This is a really great conversation. Um, this has been two steps forward, one step back. We'll see you all next week. Peace. That's right. Peace. I just did a double salute. <laughs> my dear guys. Peace. What's up, guys? It's me again. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Just let you guys know, we will be releasing new episodes every Saturday, 12 p.m. in the afternoon, CST. 
So join us next time. Peace.